You're listening to the regular podcast from Pete the Vet's blog. This was first broadcast on East Coast FM. Pete Weatherburn, our vet, is here. He's going to talk to us about little little things that fly around the place and end up on our pets. But there's just something that occurs to me. One of our listeners got back to me, Pete, to talk about the food and saying mm-hmm. that the dog became very fussy and all that sort of stuff. Yes. Uh, but the thing was that when uh, this particular listener gave the dog food and it wasn't happy and kept coming back to her, to her, to her, to, you know, feed me again, feed me again, I'm mm. not eating that muck, mm. she completely ignored the dog when it came back. Yes. Uh, for about a week and the dog went back to eating the, the normal food. Now, yes. this, I was sort of thinking to myself, well, maybe he doesn't like it and he's just starving or is it habit? You know, what? It's, uh, well, I think it's a combination of things. I mean, obviously, if an animal really likes food, they're going to eat it anyway. If they don't, if they don't like it at all, then they're not going to eat it at all unless they're really, really, really hungry. And probably in most cases in the middle sometime, they somewhere they don't like the food that much um um but they'll eat it if there's no choice and the thing is then if they learn that by going to their owners and giving them the big eyes they get something tastier that's what happens and that's probably the most common thing that the food is actually perfectly adequate and you know reasonably tasty plenty of other animals eat it very happily but just that they quite like to something different you know if you can i i, I tend to put dogs um um thought process processes in a similar way to two or three-year-old children, do you know? And so you can, the way they react to food, you can probably see as being similar in some ways, do you know? And, you know, your child would clearly like to have as much ice cream as possible, perhaps, and chocolates or whatever, or sweeties, but that doesn't mean that you give them to them all the time if they come looking for them. And I would say the same thing about dogs. Just because your dog wants a particular thing all the time doesn't mean that you don't right. have a okay. boundary. All right. What little yolks are flying around the place at the moment? Well, they're not actually flying, funny enough. They're crawling. They're um, little yolks called harvest mites, or to give them their Latin name, Trumbicula autumnalis. So they're like little spiders, and they they live in 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 the fields of Ireland, um, and basically they're kind of dormant from the point of view of being parasites for most of the year. But in the months of late August and September the little larvae become active and they crawl to the top of the grass and they wave their little feelers around and if any animals go past and that includes dogs and cats they jump on and hitch a ride and what they then do is they find once they've got a ride on on the animal they find a place to sit and that usually means between the toes that's their favorite place between pets toes and they feed on the skin between the toes and then eventually when they've had enough they hop off and they metamorphose into the next stage of their life cycle. But the thing is that um, while they're on the animal, they can cause a really intense irritation. So we see a lot of um, dogs chewing their feet a lot um, and we see a lot of cats getting a general rash, uh, usually around on their feet and on their legs and on their in their armpits, that kind of a place. And it's, it's interesting because um, they're not killed by the standard spot-on um, anti-parasite drops for fleas that people might use. You have to um, actually spray something right between their toes in order to kill these little mites. But the, the funny thing is that the problem isn't 
actually the mites themselves. Um, it's the reaction to the mites. So if I look between dogs' toes these days, any dog that comes into me, I'll often find the mites there between the toes. But maybe only one dog in 20 is itching a lot. So it's just, it's, 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 it's the reaction of the animal to the mites that's a real problem more than the actual mite itself. Can you prevent them coming on in the first place? Well, you, you, in theory, yes, you could spray your pet's toes with, with, with a special spray to, to kill the mites and that hopefully will prevent them arriving in the first place. Generally what we do is we do a combination of treatment for animals that are bothered by this. So we give something to treat the mites, but we also give anti-inflammatory medications to take away the itchiness. So even if there are a few mites there, um, they're not going to be at their feet so much. Right. Uh, it's Pete Weatherburn, our vet. Our number here is 87 77 11 103 and what about those things that they transfer into the house like uh, you know no they're not, they're, they don't and they don't affect humans at all um, it's just dogs and cats and I, I suppose other domesticated animals as well, like sheep and you know I'm sure they affect all and rabbits wild animals um, they're, they're generally a fairly benign kind of parasite but I had, had a dog in last night with, with this problem and um, I took a little sample from between the, the dog's toes and put it onto a microscope slide and looked under the microscope and there you can see this little mite waving his feelers around. It's very satisfying to do that actually. Um, so we waved at each other and then I killed him. Unfortunately yeah. that's what you have to do with mites. You have to kill them otherwise they just cause problems. Okay, I'm shocked <laughs> that a wildlife lover like yourself would, you know... Kill a little mite. Kill a little mite. Yeah. They're all God's creatures, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> he laughed cruelly. <laughs> yes, indeed. What else is uh, in, in the surgery uh, at the moment? What sort of other um, things? Well, we're seeing quite, quite a few interesting medical cases. Now, what I mean by that is, typical thing would be, a, somebody would come home from work and they'd find that the dog just wasn't themselves, was just not getting out of the basket, not eating their dinner, just not being themselves. And... When you get an animal like that in, um, there's three stages of what you do to find out what's wrong. First of all, you, you listen to the, what the owner's saying, and they tell you lots of information about the pest, and that helps you work out what's going on. Secondly, you physically examine the animal. And thirdly, um, if you haven't got a diagnosis by doing that, you have to do tests. And that's when veterinary gets really interesting. You take blood tests, urine tests, sometimes you have to do x-rays, sometimes you have to do ultrasound. And every case is like a cross... It's like a kind of complicated puzzle and you're or like a, a murder mystery kind of thing. You're saying, oh, what is the culprit here? What's causing this? And by putting everything together, usually you can work out. And once you've worked out what's going on, then you can give the right treatment for the animal. So for me, that's, that's the really intriguing part of veterinary is a, a mystery like that where it's not clear at first what's going on and you have to work it out. So that's, that's we see... I suppose every day I would see two or three cases like that. And I suppose that's, that's, that's the intriguing bit of being a vet. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Well, I suppose it makes it interesting than just, oh, here's, here we go again, the same one. The same. Yeah. Okay. Harvest mites, harvest mites, harvest mites. It does lose its charm. But um, interesting case, lovely dog, can't work out what's going on. Every, every time is, is just fascinating. Pete, thanks for coming in to us today. Thank you. Pete Weatherburn is our vet. His practice is on Old Connor Avenue in Bray. He's got a website which is petethevet.com and you see Pete in places like the television and the Wicklow people and where else are you in? The Daily Telegraph. Daily Telegraph and petethevet.com, my website of course and Facebook. I love Facebook. I've got a Facebook page, Pete the Vet and I love that for a way of interacting with people and have great conversations with people about all sorts of things on, on Facebook. It's 
it works really well for that. Right. It's a pity the animals don't talk as well, Pete, isn't it? You could, you could interact with them too. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one day, Declan. Was Maybe it, one was day. was it? Dr. Doolittle or something? Ah, was he's it? my hero. Was it? Well, do you remember Mr. Ed? I suppose you do. Yeah, vaguely. Talking horse. A bit before my time. <laughs> Pete Weatherburn, thanks very much indeed.